This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Before we get into the highlights of this game, I want to do something that I've already done a little bit towards the end of this year. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, for downloading it, for sending me emails, for sending me tweets. I just want to thank everybody. Your patronage to the show means a lot to me. And without you guys, I wouldn't be doing this. I also want to put it out there that I hope everybody got to spend some quality time with their family. Everybody's off around Christmas time. And it's a great time to get together with people, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, whether you celebrate another holiday, it doesn't matter. You're getting with your family. You're spending some quality time. I think we've all got that relative that embarrasses us, whether it's around this time of the year or whether it's around the rest of the year. Just be glad you have them in your life. They add some kind of spice to it. Sometimes they're annoying, but hey, they're a member of your family. And most likely they love you to death. So give them the benefit of the doubt. I hope everybody had a great 2018. And I hope everybody's 2019 is even more successful. Whether it's family-wise, whether you're getting married, whether you're going to propose to someone, whether you're having another child, whether you're starting a new job, or maybe even you're starting a podcast. I wish you all the best of success. Now let's get into talking about hockey. With the Blues getting the big win before Christmas break, I think a lot of us were wondering if this team could continue it, if the team could kind of take a step back with a few days off, kind of recoup, spend some time with your family, relax, let some of those nagging injuries heal, especially for a lot of the veterans, because I'm sure you guys realize this, when you play hockey, as long as some of these guys, even the guys that are 28, 30 years old, They've been playing hockey, a lot of them, at the least since they were six years old. And the bumps, the bruises, the broken fingers, the broken legs, the broken ankles, the torn ligaments, it all adds up, even if they've been healed. It gives these guys a lot of chance to kind of recoup. We were wondering how the Blues were going to come out and play against Buffalo. We just weren't sure after the big win in Calgary. I think a lot of us were hoping they'd play well, and indeed they did. There would be no scoring in the first period. Buffalo would outshoot the Blues 10 to 6. After watching that period, the only thing I could see they needed to do a little bit better was help Jake Allen in the defensive end because Buffalo had a couple good opportunities, including this one by the rookie Rasmus Dahlin. Done shot block, and the Sabres in middle step with numbers into the zone. To the net now, and Jake Allen got over and made a great save on Dahlin. Brilliant save right there. You hear the thud of that puck off the left pad. And what a chance for Rasmus Dahlin. A huge opportunity by the rookie Rasmus Dahlin. This guy's good. As young as he is, he's as advertised. A lot of times you'll hear people say, oh, he's a can't-miss NHL prospect. He's going to have a long career. But you know what? This guy really is. It doesn't happen that often. It really doesn't. If you look at the top 10, 20 picks over the last couple of years, see how many of them have really made impacts in the NHL. You've got some good players, 
but very few great players. And I think Rasmus Dahlin, if he can stay away from injuries, is only going to get better. Going into the second period, you wanted the Blues to take an initiative, get that first goal. We know how huge that is for the Blues because sometimes they tend to put their heads down when they're down by two or three goals, sometimes even one goal. And it would be the highly touted rookie, Robert Thomas, who would get the first goal of the game and put the Blues up one to nothing early in the second period. And now stolen Bozak in front to Dunn, wide open, and a save by Hutton. Great chance for Dunn. It comes in front, Robert Thomas trying to jam it in. And it's still loose, and now it's in. Somehow, someway, maybe Thomas, it's one nothing for the Blues. Robert Thomas and the St. Louis Blues really generated some offense from behind the goal line. Dunn on the strong side, so that's a good save by the goalie. Now it continues on. Battling, and Maroon's there as well. And the referee is adamantly pointing that this puck is over the goal line. Whistle hadn't gone yet. It's under his left armpit, and it pops in. At that point, Carter Hutton, I believe, thought it was more on the right side under his pad. Dunn takes the initial shot, heads towards the net. The puck's starting to head back around the net, but it goes right back into Hutton. Robert Thomas is right there, keeps banging it in, banging it in. It's actually underneath Hutton, kind of trickles behind him, and as he's moving his body, pushes it right over the goal line, and Robert Thomas gets the goal. That would be Thomas's third goal of the year, done with that initial shot, gets his 13th assist. Tyler Bozak gets his 11th assist. Two minutes, three seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing. But they weren't done in this period. A guy that I've not been big on this year, but I thought he played very, very well in this Buffalo game. Jay Bomeister gets his first goal of the year and puts the Blues up 2 to nothing midway through the second period. Now Perron fights off the checking. Wide open, Bomeister shoots. He scores! What a shot by Bomeister! And it's 2 nothing. On the line change while in the offensive zone, and the Buffalo Sabres don't pick up where Jay Bomeister was when he jumps on the on the bench. And Bowie's gonna slide right in here. David Perron does an excellent job of waiting and having patience and poise with the puck. He finally finds an opening, and Bowmeister, oh my goodness, what a beautiful shot that is. And he surprises the goaltender. That's definitely right. Carter Hutton, I do not think, was expecting Bowmeister to be that open, 15 to 20 feet in front of him. A great pass from David Perron, who has played very well recently. I mean, damn, he's got 12 goals this year. Bowmeister gets into the act, gets his first goal of the year, and the Blues are up two to nothing. That goal was assisted by Perron, his 10th of the year, Steen, his 7th of the year. 10 minutes, one second in, the Blues are up two to nothing. But they weren't done. Pat Maroon puts the Blues up three to nothing. Robert Thomas pulls up on middle stack to the net, and a backhander. They score! Maroon! The St. Louis end! Patty Maroon had also laid it between his legs. Stop on a dime. Robert Thomas brings it towards the net to the backhand. And Patrick Maroon had slid in behind the net after Thomas' shot got fanned on by McCabe's stick. This one glances off the arm and the back of goaltender Carter Hutt. The key to that goal was, of course, Robert Thomas taking upon himself to head towards the net. They knocked the puck away from him when he's about six, seven feet in front of the net. But it goes right to Pat Maroon, who's on the side of the goal, just kind of sitting there waiting for it. And he puts it past Carter Hutton. That would be Maroon's third goal of the year. Thomas gets his ninth assist. 
Bertuzzo gets his third assist. 10 minutes, 55 seconds in. The Blues are up 3 to nothing. And I'm going to tell you something. Robert Thomas grows every game. If you watch him closely every game, he's learning. He's picking things up. He's getting more confident with the puck. He's taking charge more. And I don't think it's going to be very long before he is truly our number one or number two center. The Blues played very good in the second period. The only blemish would be the power play opportunity that they would give Buffalo. And their star, Jack Eichel, gets his 15th goal of the year with just a couple minutes left in the period to make it a little bit closer game at 3-1. to one. Eichel will send it back to the point again. Ristolainen moves, opens up some room for Eichel with a shot, scores! Power play goal for the Buffalo Sabres captain. And Buffalo now down by two, trail at 3-1. to one. Yeah, Jack Eichel's going to get his 15th of the year, and it's a beauty. Sabres do an excellent job on this power play, moving the puck around, and they really got St. Louis opened up a couple times. Ristolainen takes to the middle, feeds Jack Eichel. Here he goes, step down. There's plenty of traffic. He cannot see where it's going. He's expecting where it's going. That puck just goes inside the far post. Jack Eichel has a very nice shot. There's a reason why he is one of Buffalo's best players. In some of his first couple seasons, people were disappointed, but it takes time for young guys to come into this league and make progress. There's very few that come into the league and immediately have an impact, as I said earlier in the podcast. Jacob screen a little bit on the shot. Eichel takes the shot, glove side, beats him, and it's now 3-1. to one. That goal by Eichel is his 15th of the year. Ristolainen gets his 21st assist. Reinhardt gets his 29th assist. Power play goal, 17 minutes, 25 seconds into the second period. Shots were pretty even, Buffalo 12, the Blues 11, but the Blues definitely took more advantage of their 11 shots by getting those three goals. Going into the third, we're hoping the Blues can hold the lead, maybe even add to it. And adding to it is exactly what they did. Former Sabre, Ryan O'Reilly, gets back a little bit at his team, which I know he loves to do anytime somebody gets traded. And a lot of the talk afterwards, especially from the fans, was, oh, we're better off without Ryan O'Reilly. We're much better with Tage Thompson, Vladimir Sabotka, and Patrick Berglund. And nothing against Patrick Berglund. I hope he's fine. But I disagree with that totally. Ryan O'Reilly has added so much to the Blues. He's a hard worker and shows up every game. And in this game, it showed up on the scoreboard. Steen gets it out of the zone. Oh, and O'Reilly knocks it beyond the defenseman. In on goal. He scores! O'Reilly burns his old club. And the Blues take a 4-1 to lead. Well, these fans here in St. Louis have really appreciated what Ryan O'Reilly has brought to the table. A little sweeping poke check that pulls it above Jurgensen's stick, and then he goes to the stick side. Pulls it backhand, quickly forehand. Carter Hutton's anticipating something else. He's got that long poke check ready, but he prematurely makes that happen and exposes the far side. Great play. Does anybody else think of O'Reilly Auto Parts every time they hear the name O'Reilly, or is it just me? I, maybe I'm nuts or something, but maybe he should try to get a uh, promotional deal with O'Reilly Auto Parts in St. Louis, in the St. Louis area, I think it'd work out very good for both of them. But getting back to the goal, that's all on Ryan O'Reilly. Hard work in the neutral zone, knocks it away from the Sabre player, gets in on Carter Hutton, puts it right past him, and the Blues win this one 4-1. to one. That goal by O'Reilly would be his 14th of the year. Steen gets, his, Steen gets an assist. 
his eighth. Perron gets an assist, his 11th. Perron gets an assist, his 11th. 13 minutes, 47 seconds in. Let's go ahead and recap the stats. Shots on goal, the Sabres 31, the Blues 32. Faceoffs somewhat pretty even. 53% for the Blues, 47% for the Sabres. The Sabres were 1 for 2 on the power play. The Blues were 0 for 1. The Blues outhit the Sabres 22 to 18, and they outblocked the Sabres 14 to 7. Right now, we're going to head to the post-game interviews, which are going to be positive this time, which a lot of times they're not after a Blues game. We haven't seen them win a lot this year, but it's nice to hear a positive post-game interview. We're going to hear from Ryan O'Reilly and Jake Allen, who had a huge game. If not for Allen, this game could have been much different in the first and second periods. And of course, we're going to finish it out with Coach Craig Berube. Yeah, obviously it's uh, you know big game for us in general. Coming off the break and trying to get back into the hunt here, it's a uh, big game. But yeah, especially against a team like that, that being traded from, it always uh, it means a bit more. And uh, yeah, it feels, it feels really good to win that one. You talked this morning about you know getting into the game and being ready from the outset. Did Jake give you guys a chance to win early, and then you guys started to find your game? Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't uh, you know it took us a little longer to get going, and uh, you know we they had some key opportunities, and Jakey made some. You know, spectacular saves that you know it could have it could have been messy in that first, but he held on. He made some big plays until we kind of found our legs in the second and kind of took the game over. But uh, yeah, he's definitely a huge reason why we won that game. It's always a little concern about how a team's going to play coming out of a break like that with no practices and everything. Yeah, I think that was a good good example of it. Of you know, you could you could just see the inconsistency here, like the you know the jump. Uh, you know, obviously it's you know three days four. Or, four days off almost and you can see that when you come out it's it's going to be a little messy at times a little chippy at times but you know that's, that's expected and you know we kind of played through the played through it kept working we found our found our game and, and went from there so it's it's a big one for us Ryan, you guys have shown that you've had these pockets where you can play and then it kind of falls off are you starting to get a sense in these last few games you're starting to find an identity of who you guys are you know before earlier when things would go bad we'd you know fall back in these tendencies but now we're starting to you know we're quicker out of we're quicker out of these little areas we have we move forward and keep building towards something and you know that wasn't a perfect game tonight but you know we found a way to get it done and that's you know we're finding ways to do that more and more and it's it's important that's the thing that's gonna you know keep this thing moving forward I know it's good to see sometimes it's tough to see what you're gonna come out with and after four days off no practicing and you know get a heavy belly probably on you and you know, for both teams, and I think in years past, you know, this game sort of struggled for us a little bit. So it was it was great to see uh, us come up with some jump and find a way to win. Jake, when you're not playing for five days, do you figure maybe that's a chance where both teams may not have their skating legs, and that's a chance for a goalie where you, you may have to make some saves, and you did in the first period to kind of keep the guys in it? Or? Yeah, I think I think, and it's a sense where you know you just got to be sort of prepared from anything. You know, we haven't even had a practice um, this morning. We had a 10-minute skate. You know, so I think. I think to be able to just be zoned in right at the start, and uh, you know, I think if they would have got a goal in the first period, it could have changed momentum. So, uh, just giving the boys a chance, and you know, they plugged away, plugged away, and, and got some greasy goals. Is this meaningful? And I know you and Carter had a great relationship, but just to to, to be able to win this game against your former uh, backup. I don't know if it's that. I I always like the challenge of playing against every goalie, you know. And Hutz has had a phenomenal year, and you know, he's one of my good buddies, and you know, like I said before, the best goalie teammate I've had um, you know in my career so 
Uh, you know, I, I'm glad he's doing well this year. He's he's the backbone of their team, and you know, he made some good saves out there tonight. Nice little goal against his old team. Yeah, you know it's a big. Uh, I've never been on another team, but if I was in that situation too, I'd, uh, you know, definitely want to, you know, get the best of them. And you know, it was great to see him get that goal at the end too, uh, just to solidify the win. And you know, he uh, he grinded it out tonight. He made some plays in the D zone that were really impressive. That you know, go unnoticed sometimes, and uh, you know, go a long way. Jake, we've seen this before where you guys have won some games, but are you are you starting to get a sense here that? We're seeing remnants of who you guys felt like you could be here. Yeah, uh, I think you can say that. I think we're at a point where uh, we've probably played four or five good games out of the last, you know, six maybe, six or seven. So we've built a little bit of something, but we still have a long way to go. We're still a below 500 team right now, and you know, we're, we're trending the right way, no question. Um, I just think we can't take our foot off the gas at all. There's really no time left right now. So if we can keep this going. Uh, we should get ourselves be able to get back into you know shooting distance anyway. What's the most notable? What's the most notable thing you're really seeing? Uh, we're all playing on one page now. You know, I think before we were, it's it, it's said all the time, but you know, we had some guys on the page and some guys way off the page and some guys trying to get there but couldn't. You know, I think we're finally uh, you know getting the getting the same lineup that's been in the same lineup now six or seven games in a row is really starting to gel. So things are going well, and obviously when we add Petro back. He's going to only boost our team more. So uh, I think we're building something. First period, I thought we were a little bit hesitant. Um, they were pretty quick, I thought, in the first 10 minutes of the, the game. Um, got some opportunities there. A big save from Jake there in the first period. I thought that was key. Have you seen a team that's more, though, on the same page? Yeah, for sure. I think we're working together. Our puck support's been really good. I thought, um, you know, the last four or five games our puck support's been very good and you know when you can make them 10 foot plays and passes and stuff like that it's good stuff when you come out of a christmas break or, or does party wonder just what you're going to get off of four days off um like i said this morning <clears throat> i think i thought the energy was going to be there which it was but you know i guess at times after four days execution could be off uh stuff like that you like the fact that yeah, I liked the third period a lot tonight. Um, thought we were aggressive. And, you know, we've been preaching aggressiveness from day one. And, you know, guys are starting to get more aggressive. And, you know, I think they're still another level. Robert Thomas got a couple really nice plays tonight. Obviously, he could have been the world juniors. Do you see this as a really good time for him to show what he He's been playing really good hockey. Uh, that line's been really good for a while now. Um, he's got, you know, great skill, great composure with the puck, makes 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 a lot of really good plays. You just mentioned their uh, <coughs> aggressive play taking it to another level. So do you, you think that's there, and how, how can that show itself? Well, it's confidence too. I mean, I think that it's just preaching it and and playing and being confident at it. You know, today's game is you got to be aggressive in today's game. You got to you got to be able to get after it. And you know, that's what we're striving for, and we're getting better at it. But I think there's still more. What has allowed Jake to flourish over this recent set, over this recent stretch? Uh, I mean, he he's been really solid for about uh, over a month now for me. I mean, he's. He's given us a chance to win every night. He's aggressive. Um, you know, he's challenging. He's confident right now. 
Um, and we're playing good in front of them too. You know, from on most nights, we're playing good, solid hockey in front of them. Yeah, I think the the off season surgery and and stuff like that's tough. Uh, that's a tough injury, um, but this guy's a hard working guy. He's been around a long time and been a great pro for a long time. And this is this is what happens because of that. You know, he's come around. He's playing real good hockey now for us. Uh, got a big goal tonight. Um, he's been solid. Well, winning breeds a good atmosphere. You know, you can play, you can play really good hockey and and not win, and still the atmosphere is not going to be very pleasant. You know, guys want to win, and that's what breeds a good atmosphere. Thomas just have an increasing confidence as, as he goes through the season? Well, I think, yeah, and um, his line mates are really good with for him. Uh, Bozak and Maroon, I think they've really done a good job of uh, helping him and bringing him along, talking to him. That's important for a young guy. But he's, he's, a, he's a really smart player and a really good player, and he's just showing his uh, skill. Like, you know, and he's getting an opportunity. We're, we're using him quite a bit. Um, you know, special teams, he doesn't get used. But five-on-five five plays, getting out there, and he's showing what he can do. Could, could you tell anything about O'Reilly today or maybe even during the game if this, if this game ended with a bit more Well, any I think, well, I could, I'm not sure I could tell, but he's always the same for me. Um, he's pretty – I see this guy every day, and he's, you know, first on the ice, last off the ice, work, work, work. Uh, I didn't see much of any difference, but anytime you know you play for a team for a few years and you get moved, like you're gonna you're gonna be jacked up for that game. Just as it's much more enjoyable for me to have a podcast after a Blues win, or even after a hard-fought loss, it's much easier to do that. Just as these guys, you heard the positivity in O'Reilly's voice. You heard it in Jake Allen's. You heard it in Coach Craig's voice. These guys are more positive than they were. And that's why they've been more successful recently. Have they strung four, five, six wins in a row? Have they strung eight out of ten wins? No, they haven't. But you can see a lot of positive things, especially in the last couple games. Does that mean this team's going to make the playoffs? No, it doesn't. A lot of people are saying, man, they're only a few points out. Just a couple wins and they'll be right there. But what they don't understand is those teams are seven points out from. They've got to lose for the Blues to gain ground. It's not just the Blues winning. It's the other teams starting to lose. This team, if they play lights out, win 70% to 75% of their games, they've got a good chance of making the playoffs. But it's going to be difficult. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. I'm not. But I'm trying to bring people back down to earth when they see just that seven-point margin out of a playoff spot. But do I think they're playing much better recently? Yes. I'm not going to take that away from them at all. But we need to see more consistency. We need to see this consistent effort on cutting down on mistakes. And I think that's been one of the big keys. I sit back and look at things. I look at things every 10 games. Do I make some assessments after a couple games? Yes. 
And I'll give them credit. They've played well in these last couple games. It's been a complete effort. But consistency is the key. And if they can get 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10, they're going to make a good push for the playoffs. But those other teams have to fall. They have to play worse than the Blues. If they do, it opens up something for them. If these teams continue to play like they have been, it's going to be difficult for them to get in the playoffs. Next game coming up will be the Penguins Saturday. Let's see if they can get three wins in a row. I think that would be a huge step for them. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, enjoy this time of the year with your family, and let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.